Hi guys, Jamie here and welcome to another episode of the Fit Pro Show. If you didn't know already, ladies and gents, next week I am going to be running a seven-day fitness business challenge. It is for any fitness professional that just wants to get out of their comfort zone and into growth in their impact and income this year. All you need to do to register is head on over to trainermind.com forward slash FBC. That's trainermind.com forward slash FBC. Link is in the show notes and hopefully you will join me. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I will say now that we are closing our doors this Friday at 7 p.m. So if you're watching this back, I'm afraid you've missed your chance on this one. But do tune in and check out because there's no doubt in my mind I'm going to be running more throughout the years. Enjoy. So I am Chris, I am based in a town called Banbury in North Oxfordshire um, and I help people who are 30 plus uh, achieve what they thought was impossible with their health and fitness goals. Is there one thing you've done to be successful or is it lots of things repeated over and over? What I'd say is that there's no one thing that makes people successful. One thing that I will say to a, a lot of people is a habit. Turn up every day regardless of how you feel. That is the one thing that has enabled me to get success. And one of the main reasons that I say that is that most people, they'll spend two weeks doing something, find that it's not working, and then just quit completely doing it. And we know that this happens a lot with our clients. We've had examples of this, of people step on the scale, not being happy with the result, and then going and eating cake. It's taking you further away from your goals. What you need to be is patient and persistent. And also, don't be too caught up in the numbers straight away because anything that you do takes time to get better, be it your Instagram following, be it your client base. And so many people are impatient for that success. How would you say the industry, the fitness industry, has changed in the last 10 years? Uh, and what do you think it might look like in the next 10 Fitness industry has changed a lot in the last 10 years. If I think back to my Facebook page 10 years ago, it was very much me, 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 me. Here's my diet. Here's my training. Here's what I'm doing. You know, the value, okay, was in what it was that I was doing so people could replicate it. But the thing that's really changed these days, it's less about me and what I can do. It's more about what I can do for you. And it's very much value-based. And that's one thing that I've noticed has changed so much when it comes to information and content. There is such an abundance of it available. But then because of that, it adds new problems to the equation because there is so much available. People get overwhelmed and do nothing with it. The way that I think that things are going to change in the next 10 years is connections are going to be more important online. The value in which you give is going to be, you know, in different avenues, take for example Clubhouse, which is just suddenly uh, rose overnight from Christmas, and you know it's just putting that time and effort into showing people your expertise, and I think that's what makes the massive, massive difference these days. The trouble that I see a lot is that you can look at two Instagram accounts. You can have a brand new personal trainer who doesn't know anything but is good at googling stuff and is really good at Canva versus somebody who has been in the industry 10 years who is very good at what they do, but they might not necessarily be good on video 
all good at Canva. And when you look at the two side by side, the chances are the person's going to go with that person who looks like they know what they're talking about. And the only problem with that is that they're going to be bitterly disappointed when they start working with that person. So I think what people need to do, especially people in their areas of expertise, is get out and understand these technologies better. Get onto things like Clubhouse. Get onto video. Learn to become more confident and show off your level of expertise and the things that you have beated on for years and years, which is your craft. That is going to win the game by displaying your level of expertise because if people believe in what it is that you say, people will believe in what it is that you sell. I'm Cammy. I'm from a little town just outside Edinburgh in Scotland. And my business is currently hybrid, so online and offline, and currently focusing on... Um, more recently putting more of a focus on routines, habits and the environment people live in rather than just focusing on their health and fitness. In your opinion, when is the best time to start building a team? There's always going to be different times for different people because it all depends on how quick you're getting clients and, and most specifically what it is that you're doing. And I think when you start out as a personal trainer at first, you have to trade a lot of time for money. But as you become more successful, as you start to get more clients in, you need to invest some money to get some time back. One of the first places that you need to look at with regards to this is how much time you're spending on things that somebody else can do. Do you need to answer all of your emails? Chances are you don't. Do you need to do all of your web development and design skills and, and all of this stuff? And the chances are if you're not good at it, most specifically, then no. Because there are certain things in your business that only you can do. Only I can do this podcast. Only I can do Q&As. Only I can do the actual video content and tutorials stuff based on my level of expertise everything else can be done by somebody else so when it comes to realizing that you are losing money because you're not being able to do more of the thing that brings the money in that's when you need to focus on hiring other people to do the things that anybody can do and it's a very hard thing for people to let go especially if they've been spending a long time in their business doing them specifically emails specifically tweaking and changing copy on websites and all these other things all these things took me a long long time to outsource and now in hindsight i wish i'd done it sooner so in this industry you get a lot of people saying about the whole singularity focus like focus on one thing put your eggs in one basket and just be really good at it so my question is why why coach business and PT when, like obviously there's the whole going against the grain kind of thing, but obviously for your audience, you've essentially got two audi two audiences with one output. So what, yeah, what made you start doing that? It reminds me of this quote, Jack of all trades and master of none. A lot of people use that quote, but they don't actually know the full quote. And the full quote is this, Jack of all trades and master of none, oftentimes better than a master of one. So what actually that quote says is that you need to be good at multiple things because it's better than being good at one thing. And all the fitness professionals and all the business owners that I know, they're not just good at one thing. They're good at multiple things, which is why they got where they are today. I loved coaching and I still love coaching, but I also love coaching coaches. I love coaching people in business, helping them scale and grow their social media and business and you know achieve more impact and income. So it's, it's just been a natural transition for me. But going forward, I kind of starting to realize how much that I need to focus more of my effort on the kind of business to business side, coaching coaches, 
and obviously working with my software company, Calorie Leads, because that is where I can envision my business going. And one of the hardest things in business is to make those decisions on when to let go of certain things and when to go fully in on things. But most people don't need to think about that. One of the things that I always say when I tell people just to focus on one thing is that they're doing lots of different things and they're not getting results from doing lots of different things. And when they just focus on one thing, they get better. But if you are good at multiple things, then it's okay to juggle multiple things until it gets to a stage where you think, right, you know, I'm going to have to let go of certain things in order to focus and grow other things. So Rob, I'm based London or Essex between any given lockdown. I've been a gym floor PT for 10 years now, making the switch to online and specifically helping guys and girls 35 plus that have lost that zest for life and want to look and feel 10 years younger. So to do with like increasing your organic reach on social media, because my stuff's new, um, so not a lot of followers. So I've been looking at things like Facebook Lives, stuff like that. But when I've gone on, I feel like I'm talking to no one. So how would you kind of build that audience organically without much money to plug into ads and things like that yet? When you first start out, a lot of people are very reactive. And what I mean by that is that they post a lot of content and wait for people to react to it, as in comments, likes, and shares. When you first sign out, you need to be very proactive. You need to be jumping on other people's lives and trying to get in on the conversation. Other people's comment sections and joining in and contributing to the conversation. That way you're going to be better seen and more people tune into your channels. When it comes to your live streams as well, as much as it is important to go live, it's coming up with an effective, proactive strategy for that. And what I mean by that is don't just go live randomly have a plan of action just say to yourself i'm going to go live 12 p.m every single wednesday and then i'm going to spend monday and tuesday promoting that live and getting people to jump on also doing a question button on your instagram and asking questions a couple of days before so when you do go live you've got some questions to answer because what we also understand with live stream it's not just about the live stream and going live and giving the value there it's also the content which is produced from that live stream which once again you can micro content down and put into other platforms such as instagram facebook and youtube apart from obviously converting sales what are the sort of main things you look at to um know if something is worth it is working and worth doubling down on i've learned lots of random things over the years from from my social media from my insights and from paid advertising too one of my recent campaigns for my 10-day tune-up one of the biggest converting images was a picture of me with a pink one kilogram dumbbell behind me and a pink exercise ball which is a massive change in my business from what it was two or three years ago you know my client market was very much people who had had a couple of years training under their belt and just needed to drop a little bit of body fat hence why we used to do a lot of photo shoots and now a lot of people that are coming into my funnels a lot of people are coming into my challenges are people who've probably never been to the gym before so there's lot there's been lots of change with my business and a lot of it's come down to the pandemic but as i said um staying on topic I learned a lot from facebook ads when it comes to my platforms such as instagram some of the biggest things are insights one of the great things you can do on instagram is you can look at lots of different types of insights and some of the most powerful ones to look at especially on instagram is 
what people are saving. And the reason that people are saving stuff is because they view that piece of content as high value, which is what they want to come back to or use. That's a great indicator of the kind of products that you need to put out there. For example, you know, if people are saving recipes, then that's great because actually a great lead generator for you would be a recipe or a downloadable PDF recipe. If people are saving maybe uh, home workouts and that's a big saver on your insights, then a home workout, you know, a free home workout would be a great lead generator for you. So insights on my social media will show me what people are liking and obviously what people are saving and what people are using. And Facebook ads for me has been a massive game changer by understanding what people are clicking and taking action on based on the images or videos that I use. My name is Matt. Um, I am located down in Portsmouth um, and I work usually out of a commercial gym just up the road. Uh, and basically I help um, people get um, stronger, fitter and generally more confident in themselves. I struggle to basically generate leads. Um, but it, uh, just touching on something that you've just uh, gone over then about PDFs, it, it's something um, that I've just recently put out there. Um, and I got over 200 back from it. So it was something I had a question for, um, and now I can't even have a question, but like general ideas for like generating leads, to be honest with you, mate. I learned a valuable lesson a few years back. I spent tens of thousands of pounds on a website, and I generated more revenue from a $99 website than it. But I learned one valuable lesson, and that was that there was a lot of people, in fact, 1,500 people a week going to this particular page on this new All Singing, All Dancing website. And the thing that they were going to was my TDEE calculator. The only thing that I realized is I'm having 1,500 people a week go on to this, and I wasn't grabbing those leads. But it also showed me that that was a massively valuable thing because the first point of contact for anything that you need to do to help people get healthier, happier, fitter, and stronger is to work out how many calories they need. And this is exactly why I created my software calorie leads. One, because most trainers don't have a good calculator. Um, they usually give their clients a like an Excel spreadsheet or they guide them to another website so you know they get their traction and they get their details. But the reason I created calorie leads is not only can you guide people to a, a high quality calculator to get them the results, but you can also grab their email address, create a call to action and spark a conversation with those people to potentially convert them into a customer or client. So if you are looking to get leads, I highly recommend checking out my calorieleads.io. Once you've got the leads, it's what to do with them really. I mean, I don't know if you've got any ideas on I don't know, even throwing any sort of content out there email-wise, you know. Once you have an email lead, you've got to understand is what's the outcome that you want from people. And the reality is, is that you want them to work with you. So what you have to understand is what products are you going to be looking to market to the people that have signed up to your list? Is this a lower-cost digital product? Is this a group? Is this one-to-one? Because -one? if it is a low value product, let's just say a PDF or a membership, then of course you want to be firstly selling them that, offering that in the first email and secondly showing them what it's like to work with you from that. So that could be doing a free challenge, that could be giving them a free trial and then focus on converting them from there. But not just that, what do you do in the emails? You give people value. A great example of this is if someone's just signed up to my email list and they've come through my calorie calculator, you, your value email might be five mistakes that people make with their calories. The next one in that sequence could be 
five tips to help you gain fat loss success. So essentially what you are doing is not only grabbing that lead, giving them value through your calculator, but at the same time dropping even more value which shows your level of expertise. And if they are getting value from that, then they're more likely going to be purchasing one of your products or services or booking into that call. And, and this is an important thing as well. Is you, if you're wanting to work with people one-to-one, then you want to be focusing on getting them on that Zoom to sit down and listen to their problems because your product, your one-to-one product, you know, your business is based on solving that problem. So you need to be able to listen to that person, listen to their problems, and show them ways that you would solve that by working with you. One of the most game-changing things that you can do if you want to build up your one-to-one is have three slots on a Friday booked in where you drive people to to fill out those three 30-minute slots so you can listen to people's problems, see how you can solve them and convert those potential leads into customers. So, gents, thank you ever so much for tuning in to this episode of the Fit Pro Show. And if you haven't downloaded my seven free lead generator video series what are you doing all you need to do is head on over to www.trainermind.com and enjoy seven absolute game changer knowledge bomb videos all about lead generators thank you ever so much for tuning in ladies and gents and i will see you next week